Well, welcome to another episode of the Cake and Eat It podcast. My name is Jody Seely. My co-host is Fawn Abuse. How are you, my friend? I'm very good. Thanks. I'm very excited about our guest tonight. We are so excited about our next guest. We One, because we love to introduce our friends to our other friends. That's always the excitement for us in doing a podcast show. And secondly, we've got a cool story to share tonight. So we're theming this episode, Community During COVID. And please welcome to the show, our friend, Ashley Barron. Hi there. Hi there. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being with us tonight. Well, thanks for having me, guys. So when we're talking about community during COVID, let's just jump right in because you've got a really cool story to tell. And I know, Fauna, for you and I, we have, we've had a few conversations on the show throughout this past year about how is community happening during COVID and is community still happening during COVID and what does that look like? And so we were kind of spitballing that around when we, we came across Ashley's story. And Ashley, you're someone who you made the state of the bold statement of, of that you felt you experienced more community during your quarantine. So tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, I, I did. Absolutely. I mean, obviously not in a traditional sense, but Back in January, my son was in touch with a positive COVID case. So we got news from his school that he was, there was one at his school. And so we would need to quarantine. And then we decided to test the family and just do, you know, just do our due diligence and make sure that, you know, we were all negative. However, he came back positive. And the rest of us, this is so interesting, the rest of us came back negative. And we were told that because of that, we had to quarantine for 24 days. Now we had already been quarantining for four at this point. So a total of 28 days, you know, that was so incredibly shocking. I, I, I didn't believe them. I was like, pardon? No, there's no way. Like, can you please explain this to me? Because on the news, all you were hearing about was these 14 day quarantine periods. And so this was totally new to me. And this was about the time when the new variants were starting to show up. And so I thought, well, we must have a new variant. Like there's no, no other explanation for this. Then she said, no, actually you've got to quarantine. He's got to quarantine for 10 days. If he shows any symptoms, then he's got to quarantine more. But if he stays asymptomatic, because up until this point, he had no symptoms. If he stays that way, he can quarantine for 10 days and then he's free to go out into the world. And he's six years old. Then they said, and then you guys, you need to quarantine for 14 days from the end of his 10 days from your last point of contact with a positive case, with a, a contagious case. So apparently 11th day, not contagious anymore and free to go out into the world. So, you know, that first day I was pretty upset and panicking and not really sure, you know, how in the heck we are going to do this. We didn't really plan, you know, that for any of this, like, at all because we didn't, you know, we had groceries and the normal things, but we hadn't stocked up. So, you know, you just kind of go into panic mode and you're like, okay, I got to get food and I got to get the kids in line and I got to talk to all my people at work and make sure that the space is going to get, the office is going to be cleaned. And it was just really, really overwhelming and really stressful. And so something really beautiful happened to us through all of this. We just really felt like the community just wrapped its hands around us and took care of us. So we, we moved to High River in 2012, but my parents moved here in 2000. And so I've been coming and going in this community now for 21 years. 
I've always really loved it here. And, and it took me a little while to convince my husband, who's a city guy, to move here. But once we did, you know, he, he really did notice the difference. He said, people are so friendly. They say hi to you when you pass them on the sidewalk. And, you know, they're nice to you at the coffee shop and the grocery store. People, when they drive, they're nicer. And I said, yeah, it's, it's just a really lovely community. And so when we headed into this quarantine, we just felt so much love from this community. And we knew High River was a special place, but this, the quarantine really proved to us how amazing it is. We had friends who dropped off gifts. We had people constantly checking in on us. Uh, we had strangers. So I was on, I thought, I've got to get some stuff for my kids to do. So I went on Facebook and I started searching for like building toys, connects, Lego, things that would occupy them for long periods of time. And I just messaged people and I said, hey, we're quarantined and I see you bought this for sale. Like, would you possibly just drop it in the mail for me? And we had people that drove from Calgary and Okotoks to actually drop stuff off on our doorstep. So it wasn't just High River that was amazing to us. And we had groceries delivered, people just uh, checking in. Patty from Colossi brought us smoothies and, and drinks one day. So it, it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing to experience. And at no point in that quarantine did I feel cut off from the community because I felt so connected because I knew that I had this support network of people that literally just came together and wrapped themselves around us. Our neighbors were amazing. They, you know, brought us groceries and kept texting and checking in. So it, it was just so lovely to go through. And I don't, I don't know how I could ever properly say thank you to all those people because it, it really is what got us through those 28 days. They made it so much easier to just get through it. Oh, that's amazing, Ashley. It, it kind of makes me wonder, what do you think you might have, what might have prepaved that? We've done a lot of work around how resilience is so based. One piece of resilience is community. And this sounds like one of those things where it, it's like, this just helped you guys bounce back instead of being set back. So have you guys reflected on it all? Like, what might you have done or what in the community maybe set this up for you guys? Well, I think we've we've lived here for a very, you know, eight years. So we've made a lot of friends and connections over the years. We're quite active in the community. My kids are into lots of extracurriculars. So I'm always meeting people that way. We volunteer a great deal. And so I find our volunteer opportunities where is where I make some of the best connections. I meet some of the best people. I've made lots of business connections that way but a lot of friendships as well through the volunteering. And so I think that's been a really big piece to building that network of people. And then also having my business here. So I just get to connect with lots of different people all the time about lots of different things. And so I think it was a balance of, of personal and a balance of business and, and just the way that, that we live our lives. Like we're very social people. We love to have people over. We love to entertain. We love to have barbecues. Obviously not right now, but just a big piece of who we are. So I think it's just a combination of, of all those things. At the end of it all, do you, do you feel like you were really surprised by the outcome and sort of the response from people? Did you expect something different or did it kind of roll out like you had hoped in your heart? Yeah, I think it. It was what I was hoping, you know, I was kind of, I was pretty scared at the beginning thinking, oh God, how are we going to get through this? And are my kids going to be okay? And, you know, are we going to make it out of this alive? 
uh, locked in a house for this long. And so I think, yeah, obviously deep down, I was really hoping and, and wishing that we would be okay. And, you know, I just knew that there's people in my life that I can really rely on. Like my sister is one of them, right? Like she's, she just, she was amazing through all of this, getting us groceries and helping us out. And she actually came. So Ollie was allowed out on day 11 and she picked him up and took him to school and dropped him off every single day just so that Ollie could get out of the house because he was allowed out, but we, we weren't, so we couldn't take him to school. So I think going into it, I knew that I had these, these people that are just a rock in my life. Yeah, it was what I was hoping for. It's what I've come to know of, of the people that I know in my life. I know I have these awesome, amazing people in my life. Uh, of course, there was a little bit of fear, but not too much, no. Well, we're not often tasked with the opportunity to test our connection. No. And I think that's been an interesting pathway or journey that COVID has sort of taken community down is that, I mean, I think there are some communities in, in the world who say, like High River, for example, that has experienced a natural disaster or a tragedy in the past, <laughs> but not every community has had that. But now community in general, Ashley, is just is they're getting this opportunity to test. And Fauna, I think yeah. too, we've we've seen some interesting stories pop out of this people come into the moment. Absolutely. Coming through that flood in High River taught us a lot about community and helping each other out and made us really connected as well. And then um I think this has kind of it, it gets you out of your comfort zone a little bit, right? Knowing that like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't like to ask for help. And, and I'm super independent and I want to do everything myself. And I've got this. I'm a strong woman. I can do this. And, and so sometimes it can be pretty hard for me to ask for help. But like, I just, I had to, right? I had to text people. You know, nobody blinked and nobody even paused. They just said, absolutely. What do you need? What can I do for you? And people were messaging me on Facebook. What do you need? What can I get for you? Like, they, they didn't even hesitate. They were just there right away. Did you feel any hesitation in wanting to admit to people that you had a case of COVID in your home? Absolutely. I remember talking to you, Jody, and saying, you know, I think it might be interesting to share this experience with people that we're going to go through because we're going to go on a little journey here, like a three and a half week journey in our home. And I wonder if it might be helpful for people to learn about our process and what we're going through and how we kept our kids busy and and just normalize the fact that, yeah, we're all going to get COVID eventually. This is going to happen to you, to everybody, you know, and everyone's going to experience it differently. And, and I remember talking to you and I was like, well, maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't. I, I'm a business owner and, and I don't want it. I don't know how that would reflect on the business. I don't want to cause any troubles or upset anybody that we've had it or be treated differently because we've had it. But now that we came through it and we were okay, we were all asymptomatic. Like we, we still tested positive twice, my husband, my daughter and I, and no one got sick. No one had any symptoms. And so I'm super open about it now and sharing with people that, yeah, we had COVID. It knocked on my doorstep. It was in my house. I slept next to my son every night because I thought, heck no, I'm not going to put him in his room by himself. I need to stay next to him, make sure he's okay. And. And we came through it okay. And so I, I share that with people because I, I want them to know that we shouldn't COVID shame each other and we shouldn't treat each other too bad. It. Ashley, I'm curious if, how was it for you guys as a family? Yeah, like it was, it was good. I feel like my kids, like I'm so 
proud of my children and how we got through that. I Again, I wasn't sure how my daughter was going to react. She's 12 and she had just gone back to school. And then again, back to live streaming. And she's just been so incredibly resilient this last year. I'm, I'm so proud of her, how she's bounced back from streaming to school to streaming to school. She's kept her grades up. Like she's got a 93% grade point average right now. And she's just completely, she's just excelling, you know, in a year when you think she would really struggle. And I'm, I'm just so proud of her. She just did her Zoom classes. You know, obviously I caught her on YouTube a few times, but. I think that's to be expected. <laughs> yeah. And then my little guy, like he really at his core, the core of who he is, he wants to be with mama all day long. So this was like a dream come true for him to be at home with mommy all the time. And obviously it was a bit of a juggle because I was still working because my husband couldn't. Right. So I was like, okay, it's on. I'm working and I'm probably going to be working 12 hour days and you're going to be the mom. You're going to be Mr. Mom. You're going to run the household. And again, he was amazing. Like he just stepped up. He cooked, he cleaned, he took care of those kids, he did laundry. And I think he, he probably got a, a new appreciation for what it means to be a housewife and really just run the household. But it, I couldn't have got through it without him, really. He was a rock through that as well. And also at the beginning, I was concerned, like, are we going to make it through this? We're in a house this <laughs> together all day long for three weeks. But it, it was honestly really good. Like, And I think we kind of just went into survival mode. So we just stayed super calm, all of us, and we just kind of got through it in survival mode. And that's probably his army training is what got him through it, right? His army background, like he's just like, I got this, I'm good. <laughs> and yeah, like on a family level, it, it was good. We just really played a lot of games and we played chess and we just, we got through it as a family together. We just really did together. Another one of those you don't really get to test the scenario until it happens kind of situations. Like there's not a lot of opportunity where we can, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say a switch roles, but kind of in a traditional sense that you guys were able to, to make that sort of difference in, in the family dynamics and, yeah. and happy to hear it worked out. <laughs> but I think Me too. Um, we joke about that, but I think that, I mean, if there are families who are listening, who are uh, headed into that same kind of scenario, like friction in that fauna, I'm sure you can speak to this in a, from a lot of your work and background, but friction through that is also really, really normal. And I want to just, you know, Ashley's example is, I think this beautiful, perfect example of when it all goes well. And we need those to also learn from for the examples when when maybe it won't. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Have you seen that, Fauna? Oh, for sure. And I and I think it is like investing in you're saying, Ashley, your your husband's military training, like investing in time to to be able to handle handle stressors, it just becomes crucial in these situations. But also that just like what Ashley described that willingness to reach out when you're not and be able to say, we are not doing well. There's a lot of online help right now, like a lot of free things. And I think it's just going to keep on coming. Like it's, it's going to be quite a job just to keep it all straight on what, because I think everybody recognizes that people are getting to the end of their ropes and whether it's financial relationship, interpersonal, or even just your own anxiety or or mood. If you struggled with it before, the temperature's up. And even if you've never, 
this is an entirely new situation and it's stressful for us to go through so much change over such a long period of time. So it's really awesome to hear, Ashley, that how you guys came through it and also recognizing that I'm sure there it wasn't all rainbows no. and unicorns. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. No, it wasn't all perfect, right? There were moments, there was tough times, you know, with the kids and there was moments where my son was probably climbing my barn doors trying to get into the office as I'm on a video call and I'm like muting it like Shut it out. you know there was obviously there was moments but you know what I feel like it's like we just got through it and we pulled together and survived and you know when it was tough afterwards after I was allowed out out of jail and uh <laughs> And I could go out into the world again that first day and even that second day, it felt so strange. And those days I was not okay. And so I was fine in quarantine because I had to be. And then as soon as I was allowed out again and I could kind of relax, I had a few moments on both of those days where I just had to like slow down. I pulled over the car at one point and just took a deep breath. And that's when my anxiety and my stress, I think, caught up to me was afterwards. And it was almost like I had gone through trauma or something and it had finally just caught up. And so those few days of just sort of like acclimating to being out in the world again, those were tough. So yeah, no, it absolutely wasn't perfect. There was lots of moments that were challenging. But I think being an entrepreneur for so long, I'm very used to riding a roller coaster of emotions. You know, you can go from the top to the bottom in one day, in an hour, in 20 minutes, you know, something falls apart. And so, it's been 12 years, I think, of training my emotions and really trying to build that emotional intelligence and that perseverance. So I think that probably helped as well. When I really appreciate that you've brought up the struggle piece that you had afterwards, because I think that's going to be, I'm like already, Fauna and I are writing it down. I could see we were at the same time. That's a lot of the conversation that we're going to have coming out of COVID and people are going to experience that and feel that. And we've seen a little bit of it. If you, if you watch, you know, social media posts, or at least I have, I'll speak for myself in that and having conversation with people about it is as restrictions go in and out and people are given the opportunity to step in and out of the instruction (laughs) they're having a hard time with that. And people, there's a group of people in the world who can do that easily. There's a group of people who struggle with it. And there's a group who that just overwhelms completely. And I think we're going to have a lot more conversation around that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think when people can finally relax, right, when they can finally feel like they can pull their defenses down, that's, that's when the trauma will begin to show. Yeah, it's like you said, you used the words, it was almost like you went through a trauma, Ashley, but it is a trauma, right? And it's, uh, you described it as shocking at first, right? You're like, no, no, we, we can't be, no thanks, we can't do that for 24 days, that won't work, that kind of denial. And so, yeah, I think we can all be on alert and that we're, like Jody said, and what we know from being through things like this before is that everyone's going to have their own schedule. Some people, it might be right away. Some people, it might be later. What I try and always remind people is, is that stuff usually doesn't come up until you feel safe to deal with it. So it's kind of a sign of health and a sign of safety when you kind of those emotions start to come up and you need to pull over the car and you give yourself that room and that space to do that. So many good lessons in that story, Ashley. And I 
I do want to kind of highlight, like you talked about your work in the community, but you really are a, an ambassador and somebody who embodies community. And I just really want to give a shout out to your collective workspace there. As much as you're an entrepreneur, you're always surrounding yourselves with other entrepreneurs, definitely, and supporting one another. So I think it's a really beautiful spirit of collective entrepreneurship. I don't know what the, is there a catchphrase for that yet, Ashley? Just supporting each other and being together. But I think that it's really great that you got to kind of reap some of the reward of, of the seeds that you've planted over over the last 20 years. Aww, thanks, Fana. I think it's just a collaboration. Like it's a collaborative workspace. It's a space for sort of entrepreneurs to kickstart or just get out of the house and focus. But it's, you know, sometimes I see my job as just making connections. And sometimes the answers are right in front of the entrepreneur or the business owner or the marketing director. And then it's just us making those connections. Or it's about me connecting entrepreneurs together to collaborate and cross promote. And I always talk about how powerful it is when we work together. And when we come together and we pool our marketing dollars. So maybe we do, you know, do a contest collectively and then pool those dollars we would use for that. You'll be so much more powerful when you work together. I actually learned a lot of that from Mary Doyle from Rural on Purpose. And she was taught, she told me the story about these craft brewers in Ontario and how they pooled their dollars to market themselves. And that industry grew so much once they started collaborating instead of competing. And so somebody that you may see as your competitor could actually be your strongest ally. I love that. I think that works great in business. I think that works great in neighborhoods and community also. So thank you for sharing that. Final question, Ashley, is is what what are you excited about? What's next for you? Oh, oh my gosh. What am I excited about? I am excited to sell my house. <laughs> <laughs> In a really surprisingly wild, like COVID market. It's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. It is insane. You know what? I was, uh, I was actually just doing some dreaming today. And I do a lot of dreaming and I have a lot of ideas. And sometimes I need to be reined in because they're a little crazy. <laughs> And so my husband does that. I shared him with Jody, and she said, no, no. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I think this last year, I set some lofty goals for myself and for Freshly Pressed. And I looked back in January and went, wow, like, I feel like I got 90% of those goals in a crazy year. So this year is about growth. It's about sustainability, but it's also about community and one of my biggest goals for this year is to create, you know, sustainable income for my team. And so I have a team of people and almost everybody that works for me is a contractor. And so the work ebbs and flows. And so my goal for this year is to really step up our marketing and create just really consistent income for that family of people that work for Freshly Pressed, because it's not just about me. This company is about creating a living for the people that work for me and creating that passion for the work that they do and this happiness and being content in the work that they do as well. And then it's also about our clients. So it's about helping our clients and making sure that what we build for them and create for them is powerful and they get a return on their investment and that their business can grow and sustain. So I think it's about my goal for this year is, is about growth and financial health and stability for, for everybody that I work with and that works with us. Well, that yeah. sounds pretty darn good. Ashley, thank you again so much for taking a moment to have a coffee with Fauna and I and share some details of your community experience. I mean, Fauna, right? We never get enough of community stories. It's our jam. Yeah. <laughs> it's our jam. Spread it on the <laughs> web. 
continue the conversation with us on our social media you can find us on instagram and facebook at cake and eat it podcast a huge thank you to limelight audio and media for producing this show take care everybody 